0: This, this, this,
1: this is the Podopolo Unplugged Weekly Hot 10 with Rob cactus
0: Hey, podcast fans. Are you ready for another episode of Podopolo Unplugged? I sure am. Welcome to episode number five. Podopolo Unplugged is a show where I'm going to share podcasts that you didn't know, that you didn't know, that you didn't know, that you should know. Plus, you get the latest news about the app, including upcoming Podopolo features, updates, quests communities and so much more for the inside scoop on the world's biggest baddest podcasting party and the countless show gems that live inside you need to strap in and hold on tight this is padablo unplugged weekly hot Ten. If you have a favorite podcast, we want you to submit yours and be part of the party. You can submit yours by simply DMing Podopolo on Instagram. Of course, we'd love it if you'd tell your friends about the show and subscribe, follow, and like our episodes. When you do, you just might get yourself a shout out here on Padopolo Unplugged all right let's get to it first off i have to introduce you to the randomizer this is what's going to shuffle the top podcasts that you're listening to in no particular order that's the beauty of this format we get to discover new podcasts and build a community of podcast fans who have the opportunity to voice what they are listening to that's right we want to hear from you that's what makes podcasting great Alright, we do it with a randomizer. All I do is I just type this in. Okay, and then it's code, and then hit that button and right. And it's randomizing. Just like that. It's amazing. Wow, it's been randomizing. And starting off at number 10 in no particular order, kind of interesting how that works. Trending in comedy, it's bad friends.
2: And then like the guy pigeons are in the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Practice. Practice! Yeah. Two months, <laughs> January twelfth. I'll meet you on this tree stump. Get tree back stomp. here when you can. Yeah, when you can.
3: Also, by the way, I learned the other day. We were I was in Boston Common, Boston Common in the park. Yeah, love going sitting in the park. I, was, I, was, I saw the photos, and I was looking at the squirrels. Yeah. Do you know how an you know the average life of a squirrel is? Let me guess. Yeah, a year and a half. That's what I thought. What do you think? How long do you think an average? I year? also
4: thought one year. That's
3: what I said. How much? Eight to ten years. Well,
2: that's a good one.
3: How do they... I, 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 that it's doesn't make great, sense. It's a great one. How about the average... How about a bird? Do you know what a bird... We looked it up too. What's the average span of a common bird, which encompasses a lot of birds? Average lifespan... Six of a, years. What do you say, Rude? Two to
5: three. Two to
3: three. Two to three is exactly correct. That's the average lifespan. A bird... A wow. couple of years. A couple of years.
2: And let me going ask you this. Yeah. You look you, you at all the birds in the sky. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll be trolling down or frolicking. Frolicking, mostly, I like yeah. frolicking through... You know, gardens or pastures. Yeah, most That's my thing. You're
3: very big into pastures.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've never seen me. I wear my overalls, right? And I always put my <laughs> head in a pigtails, right? Mm-hmm. I put little freckles on my face with the you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I have a basket.
3: You always have a basket. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I frolic. Are you wearing a little tiny skirt? Oh yeah. In a pasture. Mm-hmm. Right. And can
3: I see and I your skip, right? And I see your little Whoop hanging out of
0: on... Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee present Bad Friends. It's a comedy podcast that you just heard, and new episodes come out every Monday. Let's keep rolling along here on the Podopolo Unplug Weekly Hot 10. This is top in tech inside Podopolo. What Bitcoin did.
5: You know, so I have this kind of new thing that I've been saying where it's, I think there's only really five ways to argue whether a cryptocurrency is better than another cryptocurrency. You've got economics, like it's, you know, it meets the qualities of money better. There's the network. It's more decentralized by some metric. There's uh, the launch. It's like more fair by some determination that you're making. Uh, user rights, which I think is the the big one that's kind of like under discussed, is like what rights do you have to use that protocol and under what conditions? And then five is really the freedoms. Like what freedoms do you have? to use that money within that system. And I think most of the cryptocurrencies, really what they do that's that's quite problematic, I think, if you think about it, is that they offer you the veneer of more freedoms, often at a cost of like weakening the other perspectives. They're mm-hmm. less decentralized, They're less economically strong. And they often weaker, weaken your rights as a user within that system for some veneer of, oh, you can use all these apps or or whatever, right? But uh, I think this comes down to one of the central issues with you know you say, what is bitcoin twenty one million, whatever. Uh, the other cryptocurrencies, are even less defined. I mean, I think at this point, you know, one of the big theories that we're unbundling right now is the crypto asset theory. I don't know that crypto assets exist. Please someone show me that they that there is actually a cryptocurrency that is meaningfully differentiated from Bitcoin.
0: With What Bitcoin Did, podcast host Peter McCormick talks to experts in the world of Bitcoin. From developers to investors, journalists to Bitcoin company CEOs, you will learn about Everything and anything that is happening in the world of Bitcoin. The party keeps rolling along in at number eight, trending in the health category, Bryony Gordon's Mad World.
6: 50% of homicides are drug related. About a half of serious acquisitive crime is related to people who are taking drugs. And awfully a third of our prison places are taken up by people who are there because of drugs. We have to change that. So my review part two is telling the government what to do about it. Okay. This is an issue that, you know, I suspect we'll still be debating
7: in decades to come, sadly. But you touched on it there, that a third of our prison population are people there because of drugs. And, and what the sort of gist I got from the report was that we were essentially criminalising people who are desperately unwell.
6: We could divert many more people than we do. I mean, I think what the courts have been doing increasingly, if you look at the statistics, is instead of enabling people to be diverted into treatment, recovery and good probation, because they've not been available, the courts have taken the option to give individuals who I might describe as sad and not bad... And they've sent them back into prison and they're on hamster wheels. So many of these people, many that I spoke to in prison, told me this was their 20th admission to prison.
0: This show is all about intimate conversations about getting unwell and getting better. From household names to ordinary people with extraordinary stories, because mental health deserves to be talked about. One of the things I love about Podopolo is you can go in and dive deep. And this is top-end fiction. It's something scary. Ooh.
8: Staring at the evil face, the smile splitting the skin, it was stretched so tight, Gabriel realized it was attached to Li Shen. And while he enjoyed his company, he could never cope with being buddies with someone who had the devil always looking over his shoulder he asked his dad to take his friend home, claiming he was unwell and didn't want him to catch it. As Li Shen packed up his sleeping bag and turned to leave, the shadow remained for just a moment, lingering in the room. As Gabriel's dad called to his friend to jump in the car, the shadow looked back and leered for one last moment.
9: We'll be back,
8: it rasped.
9: You're our friend now, too, forever.
8: Thank you so much, Gabriel, for inspiring this terrifying shadow-stalking tale for us. Have you ever had to get rid of a friend because they were causing you more harm than good? Would you consider yourself an extrovert?
0: Do you want to hear something scary? What well, you just did. Every week you get to hear the creepiest ghost stories, urban legends, and folk tales. Something scary. In at number seven, Top in Fiction on Podoblo Unplug, the weekly hot 10. This is nothing to laugh at. Well, actually it is because it's Top in Comedy at number six. Go ask Allie.
7: I have a lot of questions for you, but I want to start with saying... I've been wondering during COVID during the past couple of years how is anybody dating? I've known some single friends who have been having relationships that they established online, but they haven't seen each other. They like have wine together, you know, this weird sort of cyber relationship. Are you hearing that too?
0: Yeah, early on in the pandemic, a lot of people were having virtual relationships, even have, you know, having cyber sex. But Dating online, I think a lot of those people have transitioned to dating in real life in the flesh now that people are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of people who had never really given the internet a chance when it came to finding partners or dating suddenly adopted it, were urged to adopt it by by health departments. Because you know, yeah, even though there was a pandemic raging and we were ordered to socially distance. If I may quote Woody Allen, the heart wants what the heart wants and people still wanted that kind of connection. Allie Wentworth has become a comedic authority on dissecting the shit show that is modern life. You know what I'm talking about. In season two, well, she speaks with experts, friends, and celebrities, so you get to dig in, peel back all the layers, and get down and dirty. Hi, I'm Rob Actis. This is Spadopolo Unplugged, the weekly hot 10, and we've made it to the halfway mark right here. Now, a brand new future of podcasting is here right now, and it could be in the palm of your hand. It's called Podopolo, the app that makes listening social. At Podopolo, you can find your podcast, find your people, and find your purpose. It's social, it's personalized, it's got rewards. Plus, four million podcasts already are loaded with selections tailor-made just for you and your interests, recommendations from friends, and so much more. Download Podopolo now. It's free on either app store. And learn why 100% of our app store reviews say Podopolo is superior to any other podcast app out there. We're talking Podopolo. Ooh, something scary. No, no, really, something scary. At number seven, top in fiction inside Podopolo is the podcast, Something Scary.
8: But so was the Sinister Entity standing right behind him as if they were part of the same being. Staring at the evil face, the smile splitting the skin, it was stretched so tight, Gabriel realized it was attached to Li Shin, And while he enjoyed his company, he could never cope with being buddies with someone who had the devil always looking over his shoulder. He asked his dad to take his friend home, claiming he was unwell and didn't want him to catch it. As Li Shen packed up his sleeping bag and turned to leave, the shadow remained for just a moment, lingering in the room. As Gabriel's dad called to his friend to jump in the car, the shadow looked back and leered for one last moment.
9: We'll be back, it rasped. You're our friend now too,
0: forever. You just heard something scary. Join Markeia. It's a podcast that comes out every week and they'll bring you the creepiest ghost stories, urban legends, and folktales. Something scary. And number seven... As the party continues, next up, we're at number five. Actually, we're at number five, but in no particular order, thanks to the randomizer, trending in self-improvement. Were you raised by wolves? If you could do that and provide some,
9: like, assurances to make people feel more calm about you disappearing. Okay.
7: And it's true. I've been there. I've been behind a person many times who said that they would be right back and then they weren't. And we all stood there for, you know, countless ages, ages past.
9: Yeah, and that is definitely rude because now you've also lied.
7: Now you're dishonest. So,
9: <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, that just compounds the crime, sure. And I think if you are in line and you've decided, oh, there's something I don't want, you know, don't just shove eggs into the magazine rack. You should put stuff back where you got it, especially if it's perishable.
7: I think the cashier, this would be an interesting thing to actually ask cashiers. Would they rather you just handed it to them and say, I had this, I don't. I don't want to get it. That way it can be put back properly.
9: Well, I think given the choice between shoving ham into like the paper towels or handing it to a p- employee who can somehow get it to the right place or putting it back where you found it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a hierarchy here. Well, if you put it back where you found it, you're leaving the line. Which maybe that's the consequence of uh, making poor decisions. Wow. I'm sorry. Decisions have consequences.
0: Nick Layton, co-host and producer of Were You Raised by Wolves? is a weekly podcast in which he and co-host Leah Bonema looking into the many sticky social situations that we all face. With each of the questions that they get from the bonkers to the ordinary, they always try to take a step back and ask, what are the bigger principles here? It's Raised by Wolves, number five in self-improvement. It's time for Rob's weekly bonus pick on the Weekly Hot 10. Actually, it's the Weekly Hot 10 plus Rob's bonus pick. It's 11. Padopolo, we're always trying to give you more. And this week, this week, I love it. It's super cool. Not not the genre that I usually swim in. However, my assistant, Brenna, you know, I am Mr. Action and I have a lot of things on my plate. Three podcasts and a whole lot more. So she is my right-hand woman, and she takes such good care of me. And apparently, on her working hours, she's listening to podcasts. But that's okay, because we love podcasts here. And I will say that she has picked out a cool pick. I didn't think I would like it, but I do. It's called Dark History in the true crime category.
1: Why aren't we number one? We're America. We're supposed to be number one. Then there's Korea. Korea. In 1950, America and Korea go to war. Russia and Korea had similar beliefs in, like, how to run a country. And these beliefs did not vibe with America's idea of where we should be at in the world. And since, you know, we're so competitive with them, everything they did felt like a threat to America. For some reason, Russia really gets under America's skin. It sounds like a very personal problem. Like, what to do? Like, what? Did Russia sleep with America's mom or something? I mean, that's how it feels. Lady Liberty is low-key a MILF. So now, American soldiers who were captured by the Koreans, because remember, we're in war with them. They returned to America and they were like, hey, the bad guys really aren't that bad. They're running a pretty cool show over there. So the CIA is listening to these guys like, what? This isn't very American of them. You can't think or say that about our enemies. They must have been brainwashed, obviously jump into wild conclusions, but that's exactly what they were thinking. How dare you feel bad for the bad guys? You're not supposed to have feelings. Kind of like when you're dating a new guy and he doesn't respond to your text messages and you're like, oh my God, it's over. He's probably talking to a bunch of chicks. Like this was all a game. Everyone was right. And then you start planning your revenge Instagram hot girl posts to make him jealous. You know, just jump into wild-ass conclusions. That's exactly what the CIA was doing. And they were planning their hot girl revenge. And at this moment, the CIA decided, if they're going to do mind control, we're going to do mind control, but 10 times better. Mm
0: -hmm. Bailey Sarian, a professional makeup artist and true crime connoisseur Is taking her expertise from her popular YouTube series Murder, Mystery and Makeup And expanding into the podcast world with Dark History Every week, she'll explore the chilling stories of the dark past From U.S. and world history that they don't teach you in school Mm -hmm. Top in tech this week Inside Padopolo at number 4 The Pomp Podcast uh, periodic inflation. Um, and then you also showed the
5: 1970s as well. And so maybe talk a little bit just about what was happening in the forties and the seventies that, uh, you see a lot of similarities.
2: Sure. So those were the, the two inflationary decades of the past century, uh, in the United States. Uh, and so in the 1970s, that's what a lot of people think of as the inflationary decade, but it's actually a somewhat less viable example here. It has some overlap obviously. So in the seventies, you know, debt as a percentage of GDP at that point was very low. They had already inflated away a lot of debt from the 40s uh and the 50s um and so actually you know public debt as a percentage of GDP was something like 30%. Um and private debt wasn't that bad either. Uh and so overall you had a pretty low debt environment but you had other issues obviously. So basically they they had you know spent decades drawing down their gold reserves. To, to you know support the Bretton Woods system, which is what the dollar was pegged to gold and they, they couldn't really back that anymore. And two, US oil production peaked in 1970, uh, re- representing a real world constraint and they had to, they had to import more of their oil. Um, and so basically you had this, this combined scenario where they, you know they went off the gold standard um, so that broke the money system. Uh, and then they actually had that inflationary component of, of oil restrictions. Uh, and then also there were geopolitical issues, obviously, in the Middle East. Um, and so for a while, that was a very inflationary period.
0: Host Anthony Pomp, Pompolino, talks to the most interesting people in business, finance, and Bitcoin. From billionaires to cultural icons, Pop helps you get smarter every day. And he's at number four on the Podoplo Unplugged Weekly Hot 10, in no particular order. Well, that's kind of funny. Well, speaking of funny, most popular in comedy, Whiskey Ginger with Andrew Santino at number four in the most popular in comedy category. now I, I promise. I promise.
3: I swear to God. Oh. Come on.
9: You are. Mm?
3: First of all, this is a fake Chanel purse. I want everybody to know this. is. It's, 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 not... it's spelled channel. It's actually it's not... spelled channel. She I has a fake Chanel it. purse. Mm-mm. Who bought it for you? A, a boy. A, a friend. Mm-hmm. Cur- I would never spend a current much boyfriend money. or an old boyfriend.
4: Current kind of.
3: Current kind of. Mhm. All right, so in here we've got we've got a visa card, the business debit, which is good to keep on hand and also a punch card for Galaxy. What is that? In drapery, what is that? Nails. Oh, Nate, get your nails done mm-hmm. when you go home. Good. Got to have the punch card for the nail place. Yes. Then these are hotel keys. Mm-hmm. That's fine.
8: There's like 5 of them.
3: Then you've got you know lip plumper which is fine. I'm just curious because guys keep everything our whole life in our pockets. Uh-huh. It'd be kind of nice for us to carry somewhat of a purse.
9: I'm just waiting for you to find
3: what something alarming. What
9: is this? Alarming. This is just a charger. Mhm.
3: Okay, that's okay. There's nothing in here. There's about 4 4 or 5 masks. <laughs> Four or five masks and a $2 bill. Is this a good luck thing?
9: Yes.
3: Yeah, that's cute. Don't
9: take it from me.
3: Why would I? I don't need your $2. You you
9: look like you want it.
3: What does that even mean?
4: Look at you.
8: Do you
3: think I'm hungry for money?
4: No, you
8: want the luck from the $2 bill.
3: I have a $2 bill. So there's seven different hotel keys. Mm -hmm. Then
0: you also have a 20 rolled up in here that was (laughs) maybe used for cocaine. Comedian Andrew Santino interviews friends in and out of the entertainment industry as they reflect on deviant stories of their past while sipping whiskey. Oh, you know, that's got to be fun. We're keeping it light and funny this week at number two. Another one in the comedy category, most popular, Chatty Broads.
4: So Martin knows that Jamie was the one who told Michelle. Uh, So when all the guys are sitting there going, who said something? He knew. Yeah. Now, is it his place to go and tell everybody? No. I just felt like I was in some of those positions with Crystal where I saw like I was sort of friends with Crystal like before everything hit the fan like four weeks in. But I remember, like, seeing her kind of do stuff like that and being like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, why are you doing that, you know? Yeah. But like you said, it's not your place to go tell anyone and it's yeah. kind of like, ah, oh, this person's getting really insecure right now. and like, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. That's sort of my perspective on it. But I agree with you. In the evening portion of the date, I thought that was a great, straightforward, not over-the-top apology, mm-hmm. being direct to the point. And I, and I also thought he had a good balance of, like, explaining himself without giving an excuse it's hard for people to do that it is tough to do that you have to you have to be humble to be able to be like the, he didn't because he didn't at least we didn't see him then go well here's the thing though, with jamie and i there wasn't an excuse it was like no. hey i struggle with this and if i came off like i was being demeaning in any way i apologize that wasn't my attention but i apologize like that's i'm very sorry and and these are the reasons why I'm kind of that yeah. way.
0: Beck and Jess, they're a couple of opinionated broads, and I'm not saying that they said that. They hold nothing back in their arguably uncomfortable, occasionally serious, and undeniably funny chats, ranging from bachelor, bachelorettes, recaps to sex, to spirituality, to breastfeeding, what? And so much more. It's chatty broads at number two. And coming in at number one, dun, 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 we're just about to wrap up our weekly countdown, and this is most popular in family, Shameless Mom Academy.
7: Into this, and you're like, I want to know more about how Sarah does business and how she helps people build businesses. And I had to figure out a lot of hard things really fast. And that's when I started to see myself as a leader. Prior to that, I didn't see myself as a business owner or as a leader really at all. I just saw myself as like kind of doing my own little thing. I knew that I was a bit of a loud mouth and I knew that I could definitely be outspoken, but I didn't really see that I was a leader. When I started owning the fact that I was a leader, so many things shifted. First of all, I really started to take my work more seriously and I valued my contributions to my clients at a higher level. I really started to take way more ownership for the impact I could have in a client's life. Instead of just getting them like immediate results in the gym, I started to see like, "Oh, I could be like Responsible for a way more impactful life transformation. And that was really cool. And that created space for me to become way more intentional and thoughtful about what I was building. So when you hear me geeking out about this, I hope that you understand that it is in stepping up as a businesswoman that I've also been able to step up as me, Sarah Dean, the leader and the legacy builder. And it's my hope that you find this for yourself as well that magical place where you see yourself as a leader and a legacy builder. So maybe it's in your role in a traditional job. Maybe it's in the work that you do to take care of your family. Maybe it's in the positions that you hold in your community. Or maybe, just maybe, it's in your work as a business owner like me. So-
0: Closely with moms in her Seattle-based gym since 2003. But it took becoming a mom herself in 2012 for her to learn that, holy cow, this is hard work and much wine is needed for survival. Check it out at number one. It's the Shameless Mom Academy. And that's a wrap. Another amazing episode of Padopolo Unplug Weekly Hot 10. Now, if you're a podcast host, yours is one of four million now featured on Padopolo, the new app that makes listening, social, and podcasting profitable for content creators like you and me. So if you want to grow and engage your listeners and monetize your podcast. I'm inviting you now to download Podopolo from either app store and claim your podcast for free. That's Podopolo, available on the Apple and Google app stores. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Podopolo Unplugged Weekly Hot Den. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Podopolo. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us at unplug at podopolo.com and be sure to follow Podopolo on Instagram at Podopolo, Twitter at Podopolo Network, and Facebook at Podopolo. And tell us your favorite part of the show. I'm your host, Rob Actus. Thank you so much for listening. Podopolo Unplug Hot 10 is presented by Podopolo. Executive producer, Melinda Westock. Content producer, Tyler Paget. Production services for the Weekly Hot 10 provided by Blue Flame Audio. I'm your host, Rob Actis. Reminding you, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. Live a life of inspired action. Until next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the Podopolo Unplugged Weekly Hot 10.